Hi, and thank you for tuning in to this second episode of Millennialism. On today's show, I sit down with my brother Jacob to talk about cryptocurrencies and bitcoins. I think everyone by now has probably heard something or knows something about it, but it's kind of complicated stuff. So I really wanted to know more about it. I wanted to know whether it's uh, something to invest in, something to pay attention to, and maybe some predictions for what will happen in the next couple of years and how bitcoins can transform the banking industry and uh, trade and uh, finance overall. Jacob's interest for bitcoins and cryptocurrencies goes way back. I remember about 10 years ago when bitcoin first launched, he asked our parents if he could borrow some money to invest. Unfortunately, they said no. Uh, I don't I don't know why and they they regretted probably as much as he did at this point because at the time you could buy Bitcoin for a couple of cents and two years ago they peaked at $19,000 and I think right now they're worth about $8,500. So it's a shame, but he's not really bitter about it. And during the conversation, it became very clear to me just how much he knows about this stuff. I've heard him go on and on about it over dinner, but never really paid as much attention as I realized I should have. As I said, Jacob knows a lot about this stuff, so sometimes he gets very technical and it may be hard to follow, but just pay attention because I think this is really important and uh, probably something that we should know more about. So, And we also get into some interesting stuff that I didn't really didn't know about Bitcoins, for example, how it's transforming the way we, uh, we can donate money all over the world. So stay tuned for that and uh, yeah, it was kind of weird having this conversation with my brother in English, but and this is and this is not usually the stuff we talk about, but I really enjoyed having him on the podcast. So, hope you do too. All right, let's go. I know it's it's weird speaking English to your own brother. I've spoken Swedish to you for 23 years, but let's just do this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I wanted to have on today because for the last couple of years, uh, every time we've had dinner, you've always had these conversations about like cryptocurrencies and bitcoins, and you know I, I paid attention, but I thought I, I wanted to give you like an hour or something, thirty minutes to just talk more about it and explain to me like once and for all what 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 you know what's all about. So yeah. uh, w- welcome to the show, my own brother Jacob. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to be here. Uh, all right, so uh, I just wanted to, to get started. Um, I wanted to ask like how you got into cryptocurrencies and uh, maybe maybe first start explaining exactly what cryptocurrencies are. Like what is Bitcoin? Well, cryptocurrencies is uh, it's a cryptographic way of uh, uh, storing and uh, trading value, basically. So you have uh, this... Uh, and all cryptocurrencies, but most of them are built on something called uh, a blockchain. And uh, a blockchain is a technology that uh, was created by a group or someone around 2008. And uh, it's basically a verification system that all transactions on this network are uh valid there's no double spending issue and you can send and and store value uh basically so uh there are a lot of different cryptocurrencies and there are a lot of different blockchains and they all try to like solve different issues but the first one is the blockchain that uh, that bitcoin uh is running on um so it's it's basically it's two separate thing you have the technology blockchain and on blockchains you can have uh cryptocurrencies do you know the the term um explain it like i'm five yeah yeah so <laughs> is there any way you can do that with blockchain because i'm still like i've read about it but i'm still confused exactly how it works uh, and yeah, exactly what sure. it is I can try. Uh, so a blockchain, basically back in the days, uh, normal banks, they have something called a ledger. Uh, it's like a book where on the uh, left side of each paper, you write kind of like, uh, I took $100 from this account. And on the right side, 
$100 went into this account. So it's like a ledger of all the transactions that have taken place in this bank, basically. And usually you have like on top of each of this, this page, on top of the page, maybe you have, you will have a timestamp like uh, today's date or time, uh, something like that. And then you have all the transactions, maybe on one page, uh, all the transactions this bank made in one day. And that could, uh, that is like one block in the blockchain. So uh, one block in the Bitcoin blockchain is mined every 10 minutes. So in that block, you will have a timestamp on when, what, when it was created and you will have a certain number of transactions. So it will say one Bitcoin went from this uh, Bitcoin address to this Bitcoin address, one Bitcoin from this address to this address, 100 Bitcoin from this address to this address. So so it's basically a book that keeps track of all the transaction on the different exactly. Like, well, I mean, I, I know that like everyone by now has probably heard about especially Bitcoins, but I mean, there are a lot of different cryptocurrencies, but why and I, and I i know that you've known about this for probably 10 years um i remember a story you telling me that you want to borrow money from our parents like 10 years ago when bitcoin was you know just uh coming out and uh they, they wouldn't lend you money which i guess by now would have been worth millions of dollars uh which is too yeah, bad probably why, why should like the regular person care about care about bitcoins and, and cryptocurrencies like why What's the re revolutionary like idea with it, and, and why is it important? I think uh, most people like they they most most people don't care really how they make transaction. They just know that I have this amount of uh, of money, and I go to the store and I buy something in the store for ten dollars, and after that I will have a little bit less money. But the the thing with cryptocurrency i think it's it's like it's it's on another level uh, somehow it's it's like it, historically we all financial institutions like you have governments uh, bank system uh, these big economies controlling the value of your money and basically if they put more money in the system the money you have in your bank account will decrease in value. So as of today, like if I, if I were to have $10,000 in cash under my couch or something, and I wait 100 years, those $10,000 will be worth close to nothing probably. Like 100 years ago, if you had, I don't know, $100, you could buy a lot of stuff today you don't get so much so you every day your money decreases in value due to inflation mostly and the philosophy kind of like behind bitcoin is that it's a fair game somehow everybody knows well not maybe everybody but there's a there, there will never be more than 21 million bitcoins yeah. so we we know that so but now i think it's like uh, close to 18 million, maybe uh, 17 and a half million bitcoins, and they get created with a uh, for each block that mines right now. I think it's 12 bitcoins or something gets created on every every 10 minutes. So you have like a controlled inflation, which is now uh, with the current financial system. You don't really know tomorrow. Are my money gonna be worth this much? Where you you look at like Venezuela, like was it last year when they had like you know 100% inflation each day? Uh, so I have hundred dollars today, and tomorrow it will be worth worth half that. Or your it was not it was still worth hundred hundred dollars, but your uh, the value, yeah. yeah, the value yeah. of that one hundred dollars will decrease, and I think uh, I think a lot of uh, banks and big financial institutions and and governments are 
I think they're a little bit, they don't know maybe too much about cryptocurrencies and Bitcoins, but I think there's like an uncertainty. They don't know really how to, to handle it. I guess in, in some ways, I mean, you look at like what happened 10 years ago with the like financial meltdown, it doesn't seem like a lot of people really know what's going on in, you know, outside cryptocurrencies as well, like with the actual like real money, you know, and, um, yeah, exactly. and, and so, so and what you're saying is like if, over here in Europe, like a couple of years ago, I don't really remember how long it was, but like when, when Greece, Greece got into a, a financial crisis and basically what the government did there was that they to keep some sort of control over it they uh, i think they they put that you you couldn't withdraw more than uh like 30 euros a day which is like 30 dollars a day because everybody wanted to take their money out from the bank but we you know if everybody go to the atm at the same time there's not going to be enough cash to withdraw that cash to withdraw your money so they put a limit saying you're only allowed to to withdraw or use 30 euros each day but with bitcoin you don't have that problem or or any other cryptocurrency for that matter it's uh, bitcoins like, and cryptocurrencies are kind of i guess immune to inflation around the world and and um yeah there's there's no borders in bitcoins like bit, bitcoin doesn't care if I send the Bitcoin to my neighbor, to uh, to America, to Asia, it doesn't care about borders. So, and it's publicly available for everybody. Anybody can uh, contribute to the source code. If if you if you're a good developer and you want to contribute to the Bitcoin source code, you're free to do so. And like yeah, it's it's in the public domain, not in uh, the hands of uh, um, uh, countries and governments. So, are are there any are there any like negative aspects of having such a like decentralized system? Because I've heard uh, like a common argument against uh, um, bitcoins and cryptocurrencies are that perhaps like developers can abuse like the, the system or, or anything like that? Or are you, is that anything you're worried about personally? Because I know you're invested in, in cryptocurrencies. Uh, yeah, the, I mean, there's been a lot of like negative criticism about blockchain, people stealing your Bitcoins, you don't get it back. But this is mostly, this is not, you, ha you have to know, like to separate this, there's never been a, an actual theft on the blockchain of Bitcoin. People have stolen Bitcoin, but they've stolen it from like an exchange where you can trade Bitcoins. So as long as you keep your Bitcoins in your own uh, wallet, there, there's there's no not going to be any issue uh, with like someone stealing your Bitcoin at least. But and I know a lot of people say it's uh, really volatile. Uh, I mean. Um, two years ago, it was like eight, nineteen thousand dollars, and it went from per Bitcoin. Per Bitcoin, yes, and it went from two, three hundred dollars to up to two, three thousand dollars. It was there for maybe uh, two years, and then it's just skyrocketed to eighteen thousand, nineteen thousand dollars for a couple of weeks. I think that that's just normal like bitcoin is not bitcoin is not even out of it's not in version 1.0 even so there's still like there's uh hundreds of developers working on it every day to make it better uh small improvements here and there one of the pros for bitcoins that i like here most is that because it's a decentralized system and everyone has access to to all the records and all the transactions and uh, there are so many developers working on it and like um working with each other and and, um, and helping each other that it's uh, i mean th just the transparent transparency like of the entire system is um yeah exactly so all blockchains of not not all of them but there there's some there, there are some other technologies that run some certain cryptocurrencies like ripple they have another system they have something called a uh, GAD, 
G A D. Yeah, I don't want to talk into specifics. Yeah, too much of the like technical stuff because it's it's gonna be hard for me and, and anyone else who doesn't know like a lot about it to follow. Um, yeah. But uh, you you kept coming back to this this term mining, um, and I know that it's something that you do, and I have like a vague idea of what it is. But could you just try to like explain it to anyone who doesn't? Yeah. Okay. So mining is a network of computers trying to calculate what I talked about earlier. Basically, you had this this ledger uh, where you can you can think of this ledger as a book uh, that hasn't been written. It has still a lot of pages to be written, but there's there's some uh, each each page is one block in the blockchain, and the, on this block or page you'll have a number of transactions and you will have a timestamp and you will have uh, some information about you will have the hash or that information uh, the result from the previous page or the previous block so when you're mining you're basically you're connected to this network of computers and all the miners on the network gets notified when you try to make a transaction. So all the, all the nodes get uh, knows that Adam is making this transaction, and everyone, all the computers in the network are in a race together. So they the they all trying to figure out this really super hard mathematical problem, which is calculating this page or this block. And the first computer or the first node, there's there's something called mining pools where you can connect. So a lot of miners they go together in in one pool to increase their chances. So that that the the miner who who the first miner who uh, solved this mathematical problem tells everyone in the in the, in the network like, hey, uh, I I just solved this. Uh, this calculation, check it out, and it sends this the answer to this calculation to everybody on the network. And when 50 51% or more than 50% of all the miners on the network confirm, like, oh, hey, Jacob, you, you were right. This is the right calculation. I get rewarded with Bitcoins. Like, if I'm just going to try to summarize, so it's kind of like, so all the miners, like you hook up basically a bunch of computers that work as kind of servers where you store like the how store do I store the blockchain basically store the store the blockchain and then it's kind of like a bidding war between these different computers that are hooked up to the system, like who gets who cracks the equation first, and then once one computer does it, then fifty one percent of everyone else has to confirm the calculation. Yeah, exactly, and when when all when when more than half of the miners have confirmed that like okay this calculation was correct that block or that page kind of if you see it as a the ledger as a book when when more than 50% of the miners have said like this is the this is a correct calculation basically what's happening is that they put glue on that page and they switch to the next page so it gets glued uh with the previous blocks that was mined and it can't be altered afterwards so it's stuck there and the result of that block is the first thing that gets put on the new block or the new page so that's like the title of the new page and then it starts over again and the tr it fills up with transaction the miners try to uh win the race of who can who can come up with the answer first when someone came up with the answer everyone else checks that it's uh, the correct answer that block get the timestamp the glue you turn the page over it's stuck it cannot be altered in any way uh after that so uh, yeah that's basically what mining is in uh so but so, all these like all what, these what, Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah so so what so what they're doing is like they're they're uh, verifying that all transactions are valid on the network, and there can't be there there's been in uh, in uh, in uh, math and computer science this problem for a long time called double spending. So how can you make sure that if I say for example I have one Bitcoin, and I send 
at the same time, I send one Bitcoin to you and I send one Bitcoin to another friend. So how can I make sure that both you and my other friend doesn't receive my one Bitcoin? So basically what what's happened there is you, you don't want to have double spending because then you would increase the amount of Bitcoin. So that's was the one of the big uh, things that uh, the creator of Bitcoin or the creator of uh, we don't we don't know who really created Bitcoin. I've heard it's kind of a mystery who actually created it, but yeah, I suspect uh, that the guy who did is dead now. Yeah, I I don't really know. Um, I I he goes under the pseudonym uh, Satoshi Nakamoto. But it could be one or multiple people. But before him, a lot of other uh, professors and academic people, researchers, mathematicians have made, like, before they published what's called the Bitcoin white paper, a lot of work had been done before that of other people. Uh, so there's like baby steps that led to this, uh, to the release of Bitcoin and the, the blockchain. Okay. So. But, but I wanted to ask you too, because I know that Bitcoin is like the face of cryptocurrencies. There are literally thousands of different cryptocurrencies, but why, why is Bitcoin the most, like, why is that the only one, you know, most people know about? Well, one thing, it was the first, I think that has to, uh, is a significant part of it. And, uh, it's the most well established like there's no other cryptocurrency right now that come close to come close to bitcoin i mean in terms of what uh in terms of uh like market cap number of developers working on it what else uh adoption like there's uh all exchanges where you can buy cryptocurrencies they always you always can trade Bitcoin, but it's not you. All the other cryptocurrencies are like tied to the Bitcoin. So, if you want to buy, say, Monero or some coin, it's you. You have to buy Bitcoin, and then you can trade Bitcoin with other cryptocurrencies. So, Bitcoin is like the godfather of cryptocurrencies, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 gold. Uh, it's it's like internet gold money, basically, is what it is. It's a uh safe store of value but i mean it has some uh some issues as well like the transaction time is not very fast and the and the transaction fees can sometimes be for smaller transactions like if you would go buy you you don't want to pay 50 cent in transaction fee if you buy a coffee for example yeah and and some of these other uh, cryptocurrencies have lower fees, but they're less known, or the adoption rate hasn't. Yeah, the, there's no no basically no adoption. You can you can buy trade them on exchanges, but there's a lot of other work happening around Bitcoin, uh, especially something called the Lightning Network, um, which is like if you, if you imagine Bitcoin or blockchain as uh, like the internet, the, the internet, we have something I'm pretty sure most people have noticed when they type in a web address in their browser that you get HTTP or HTTPS. That's the internet protocol. A lot of people, you can buy stuff on the HTTP protocol. Like you can build websites, applications uh, for for your smartphone, etc. And blockchain uh, is basically another protocol. It's a new protocol that makes it possible to transfer uh, and store value or contracts of different kinds on the blockchain. You're, you're kind of, yeah, you were kind of going towards something earlier that I wanted to to get in more about as well. You mentioned, you know, um, buying a coffee with with bitcoins or something, and that's obviously not something people do now just because of the the transaction fee that is, you know, that Bitcoin has, but I want, I'm curious yeah. to know, like, what else can you, like, what can you actually buy with Bitcoin ex except for uh, other cryptocurrencies? Uh, well, you can, you can buy, you can buy a lot of things with Bitcoin, I would say. Uh, I know there's, uh, I don't, 
shop there, but there's a uh, there's a website in America. It's called uh, Overstock.com or or something like that. They sell uh, computers, uh, computers and uh, you know TVs and everything. You can buy for Bitcoin there. But this is popping up everywhere. Like a couple of months ago here in in Sweden, I went and uh, got my hair cut and paid with Bitcoins. I've been to Germany to food markets and paid with Bitcoins. In the it's air, more popular, I guess. Yeah, the it's the adoption is like it's 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 getting there, but it's taking some time, you know, because like I said in the beginning, people people usually they don't really care how they buy something. They just they just like I I have my money, I can go buy it. Why should I need to change to another currency when I can buy? most of my stuff with the, with my normal money kind of but what do you think it's, what do you think it's going to take for people to start paying more attention to bitcoin and, and maybe for the development of bitcoin and what you can do with it so let's uh yeah, what's what's going to speed it i think uh, as i just mentioned uh uh about that bitcoin is a it's a it's a protocol which other people can buy uh can build other things on top of that and one thing that's in the development now and has been for a few years is something called lightning network which is a way to create something called smart contracts i know this is a, maybe a little bit technical and people normal people will probably never know what a smart contract is even if they use uh, bitcoin and the lightning network they just they just see that it's working but it's it's basically a, uh, another layer on top of the blockchain which makes transactions happen in an instant uh there's like no fee the fee is like for sending you know from anything from one dollar to one million dollar the transaction fee on uh, this lightning network is like zero point zero 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 one dollar or something it's getting bigger and bigger every day and and i think by the time that the lightning network is stable and it's it it needs i think it was released they started building on it like three three years ago maybe but when it's uh and i've actually used it but and it's super nice it's uh the transaction happens so fast that uh it's it's in milliseconds what's cool with this is that you can build like smart contracts so this is this is when this like happens out in the real world and, and newspapers are right about it and stuff i think the adoption rate is going to increase quite fast because with this smart contracts it's basically you know you know uh how a, like a normal contract looks like right you have uh it says uh on this contract it says uh well, Mr. Adam, when you buy this car, you're supposed to pay uh, $5,000 to this person, right? Yeah. So you both sign it, and then you hand, him, hand this person the money. But what if you want to buy something and you don't know that person? Uh, maybe that person is on the other side of the world and or not close to you, and shipping, maybe some you order something online or whatever. And this smart contract is a way to, you can program, so you can write like a contract with the code, but I guess a lot of these smart, there's going to be like boilerplates of, of smart contracts. So you can, you know, you just choose in a list, like I want this one, or I want use this one. And what it says is basically if, imagine there's like, you know, in like Haiti a couple of months ago, right? It was a... A natural disaster and a lot of people lost their homes and uh, things like that and all around the world people gather and they pay some organization or give money to some organization this organization say okay we're going to send all this money to haiti and help them over there blah 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 a lot of money that doesn't reach haiti like a lot of money gets put in other people's pockets on it on the way over there and with smart contracts, what you could do is that someone will would create a smart contract saying, 
hey, everybody that want to support Haiti. Uh, and the smart contracts is basically just another, it's like a Bitcoin wallet address. So you send money to this Bitcoin address, it will get put in this contract. And it can say, for example, that all the money put in this contract can only be spent in this region. So all the money put into this contract can only be spent in the region of Haiti, for example. So really fascinating. And I guess because also um, because the like transaction records are public, you can actually see exactly what people are paying for. Yeah, exactly. So I can I can put I can put a uh, hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin into this contract, and I can see on uh, like a block explorer. You could find it online. Uh, I can I can follow I can see oh I put my hundred dollar there and then I see oh someone bought stuff here in this uh, uh, local store in Haiti for rebuilding their house or something oh uh, I see the twenty dollar there and someone spent ten dollars in a Haiti supermarket to buy food so you can really track where your money goes yeah exactly and and I think this like smart contract thing when it really gets publicly known and well i i think they they still have a lot of testing and developing left and yeah. i think they're never going to be finished but they they're going to be finished they're going to be yeah, have done enough to like release it you know to the public in a more like globally now i think there's there's a few you know like paypal but not PayPal, it's called something else that you can, if you have a e-commerce website, we have a website selling something, you can like install their plugin on your website and people can buy with Bitcoin through the Lightning Network. So it's still Bitcoin, but what happens is that all this, like you collect, say for example, like on Bitcoin, maybe one transaction is, the fee in one transaction is $1. But if you were to collect uh, millions of transactions between different people in in one of these smart contracts, and then like you know a month later, you say okay, terminate this contract. So the contract gets terminated, and the uh, the output from that contract gets put on the normal blockchain. Mm-hmm. So instead of uh me paying one dollar for each transaction uh like me and the other one million people that made transaction in this smart contract we all share that one dollar fee so it's basically not no fee at all basically uh so i think that's going to be a a big deal in the future I mean, it definitely um, sounds like cryptocurrencies. I mean, I definitely feel like I know more about now after or uh, after this conversation. But it it sounds like it has a lot of promise. It's just kind of waiting for people to adopt it, um, or at least a yeah. wide audience. But, and I think I think with each like 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 we saw in Venezuela, with like the financial system just collapses, mm. people turn to Bitcoin as a you know, another alternative to their own currency. Because if you have your own currency losing so much in value each day, even if Bitcoin is a little bit volatile, you still know it's still better than having 100% inflation every day. Yeah, and I mean, we're moving uh, in the last couple of years, at least I'm I'm no expert at all, but... I feel like in the last, especially ten years, we're we're definitely moving towards a future where people demand more transparency from banks, governments, and people want to have more control and see what uh, where their money goes, and and they want to have more control over you know how how it's yeah spent exactly and everything. So I, I guess if Bitcoin, you know, I, there's been a lot of talk about it the last two years especially when it spiked like two years ago and you know at nineteen thousand dollars and people thought it was a great investment but and then it kind of crashed so people maybe lost trust in it but if it feels like it's slowly and steadily working its way back and people are starting to realize that it's a real thing and and more people are adopting yeah, it yeah 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 I, I mean it has real world use cases and i don't think 
I don't want to make a prediction of whether Bitcoin is going up or down, but in the long term, we're not. I th I don't think Bitcoin will lo lose value like over over a couple of years. It will because that's what like normal financial system have failed. Like I mentioned in the beginning, like your dollar gets is worth less oh, yeah. tomorrow than it is today because also like the government they they create they print more money all the time you know well, so they yeah. put they put more inflation, you know two percent yeah so if they put more like i read uh just a few days ago i think uh like a month ago the federal reserve bank of new york quietly handed out 75 billion dollars in cash to the banks as a is something called a repo operation so they because the banks were low on cash so the federal reserve kind of just put more money give the more money to the banks they have to pay back but it's still more money in the system and it's uncontrollable with bitcoin at least we it's we know how much more bitcoin is going to get created so uh you mentioned earlier that there are only 21 million bitcoins but uh, but you're also saying that it, it you know more bitcoins are created or mined or um i'm not sure about the terminology but, but will it ever be more than 21 million bitcoins no there will never be more than one more than 21 million bitcoins i wanted to i wanted to ask you as well i remember hearing uh this summer about you know facebook launching their own cryptocurrency and i, I just looked up an article the other day um about that they're launching uh basically next year i think their own currency called libra i mean obviously facebook is a huge global company and what implications do you think it will have for them to launch their own cryptocurrencies will that like overtake bitcoin or what do you think okay so what what i've heard is that the libra is uh facebook's libra is uh is backed by uh investors so basically what they do is they say oh here is a lot of money here's one million dollars you can create one million libra coins and each libra coin will be worth one dollar the problem with that is that if what happens if the dollar decreases in value then the libra will decrease in value so and if you have inflation in the in the america uh, with the dollar you will have inflation in libra so and it's not really a crypto like a classic cryptocurrency is basically just a, a token that you buy with money yeah it's like a tokenized dollar so i i i think it might speed up adoption in the like cryptocurrency sphere because facebook is a big player in the like in the you know global digital era they're a big player so i think uh it will affect other cryptocurrencies but i think it will affect them positive it's but more I, I really hope i really hope that that people try try to stay away from from libra i hope because it's not like on paper it looks like it's, it's they use the same technology like most of the other cryptocurrencies like they will run a blockchain they will have nodes also like bitcoin but the problem is that these nodes are controlled by facebook they're not uh, centralized. No, th yeah, they're centralized under something I think called Lib the Libra Association, which is basically Facebook and some other uh, big companies. But it's 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 uh, uncertain at this point because what I've heard also is that they're nowhere ready to release the software. They still have a lot of work to do. I I'm not sure that they will release it during the spring next year, as they said. But so it's basically like their their Libra is basically just like a dollar in disguise. Yeah, kinda. I would I would I would say that. And uh, when Facebook controls all, they they I read their uh, white paper yesterday explaining what the white paper. Every cryptocurrency have their own white paper. It's basically a academic report on how 
the system will work. Uh, what's the good thing with this cryptocurrency? What what problems do this we solve by using this technology and and so on? And uh, in the white paper, it says that Facebook will control all the nodes in this network. And it said that they may be, and I think that's a very big maybe, open it up so other people can have their nodes in the network and contribute to the stability of the network. But I think that's kind of bullshit. And what that means also is that if Facebook or you know, some uh, uh, law gets passed that Facebook that says that, okay, we, you cannot use Libra in Italy anymore. They can just shut down Libra in Italy. And what happens if you had, if you live there and you have a lot of Libra, you cannot use it. So it's, I mean, it has the same kind of technology as, as Bitcoin, but it's not, it's not Bitcoin. It's uh, it sounds it's more like it's a traditional it's traditional bank, but with a digital currency. Yeah, exactly. And I think they just trying to ride the hype wave of blockchain and cryptocurrency uh, based on their history in the last. Yeah, because uh, yeah, and I and I think uh, you know all these like there's. Uh, there's big investors that invested in Libra, and uh, and if I were an investor, if I had billions of dollars to invest in something, I would like to see a return on my investment. So, what's the return going to be if I if I were, you know, JP JP Morgan and invest one billion dollars in Libra? After a couple of years, I would like to see a return. But if the Libra is just tied to the dollar. I wonder how they're gonna make a return, and these invest the the way they will probably do that is that the users will have to pay somehow, you know, because they they say it's tied to the dollar, but it doesn't have to be tied to the dollar. So if it could be like worth zero point nine five dollars one day, it's still volatile to changes to the dollar. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, it's uh, it's not a public public open consensus blockchain like Bitcoin. All right, we we talked a lot about the like technical aspects of of Bitcoins, and and I really feel like I got a better grasp at it now. But I just wanted to check, like, or to ask you, I mean, for anyone who's interested in either I guess investing in Bitcoin or starting starting to use it, like. Do these technical aspects matter, or should you just focus on using it as any other currency? Uh, no, I don't think you don't need to know all the. You don't need to know any of the technical aspects. Uh, I think there's you the you know a couple of easy Google search and you'll find uh, some good places to buy Bitcoin and start using it. But I think in in America, there's uh, uh, I've used it here in Europe as well. Uh, it's called Coinbase.com. You can buy Bitcoin, Ethereum, and some other some other cryptocurrencies. But uh, my recommendation is just like probably just stick with Bitcoin. Take it easy because there's a lot of like last time when when the bull run happened and Bitcoin hit. Nineteen thousand dollars, like during that, the, during those like twelve months, there there were a lot of uh, people starting different kinds of cryptocurrencies just to, you know, they oh. they ride the wave of the hype and try to, like, oh look at my cryptocurrencies, the best cryptocurrencies, and people people like buy it like crazy because they you know, they have FOMO, they don't want to miss out on anything. And then it just plummet, and the people that created that cryptocurrencies, uh, that cryptocurrency just takes all the all the money. So you have to be a little bit careful, and I would suggest not to like. Don't put all don't 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 ever put all your money in a uh, in a not so safe cryptocurrency. But 
I would say just try it out. Like I use it as well for uh, like long-term save savings. Like you can on Coinbase, you can set up so connect your to your bank, have have like uh, you know instead of saving for uh, your future in like dollars or euro or whatever. You should do that too, but uh, you know, take twenty dollars each month and and put into Bitcoin. Why not? Uh, if you can afford it, don't put any money in that you cannot afford. There's always a risk. But uh, well, as with any stock or anything, you should always you know, spread the risk. So as you said, don't yeah. put all your money in one basket. But it's good for it, some investing. Exactly, and I think uh, over the over the next few years, we're gonna see it more more adoption yeah like i said no more stores probably gonna accept it there's still like there's a lot of countries that still have to even if bitcoin is open public anyone can use it anyone can transfer bitcoin or or like value on it to anyone there still needs to be i i i, I still i believe that there need to be some more regulations and laws like how do you do you should you pay taxes for bitcoin how what if i want to get my salary in bitcoin is that possible how how should that happen but i think it we have it the adoption has to happen like bottom up so first you have small uh, like store owners that are maybe they're like all the people i've met that accept bitcoins in their stores there are like you know very enthusiastic about cryptocurrencies and they they have it like as an alternative way of pay payment because they are also interested in it but i think this will expand and grow and people are building more apps to easily more easily transfer bitcoins to your friend or and stuff like that so yeah do you have any any final notes or words that that you want to leave to someone who's maybe interested in knowing more about bitcoins or I, I know you kind of touched upon that in the last segment here but some advice would be to like just go search on youtube uh about bitcoin there's a lot of like great ted talks about bitcoin cryptocurrency uh you can go to uh, bitcoin.org is the bitcoin website that someone created there's a there's a lot of good resources to read there and i think also like just in general be more you know start to think about like hmm okay why are we using money the way we're doing today and why have we been using it so for so long like in a long time ago people traded you know here yeah, I'll trade you one cow for five pigs, but that was not very convenient way of trading. So people came up with new new ways of trading with each other. You started having like uh, actual gold or silver traded that, but it's also not super handy. And then the uh, like whole, as we know it, the financial system with bills and money started. So people started using money, but it's not like money is just uh it's as uh, we people as a collective decide kind of how much money is worth but then you have this the big uh the governments and stuff they 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 can like alter the value of your currency so i think uh like go look that up like why why, yeah, why? I guess um, just to keep in mind that the system we have in place right now, even though it seems ancient and to some people at least super secure, it's we invented it. And maybe Bitcoin is just the next step in the evolution of our financial system. Yeah, I think so. And like, you know, people spend a lot of time online. So this is just like an... For me, it's just a natural next phase of of currencies, basically, where you can, in an instant, send money to people all across the world 
no restriction, no super high fees, you know, uh, I think it's great. As dorky as you sound when we talk about Bitcoin, it's actually a pretty cool guy. <laughs> but uh, thank you for for joining me and explaining more of this stuff. I think both me and anyone who's li listening really uh, values knowing more about this stuff because I think we're going to start, especially after what you have to say, like we're going to hear more about this in the future. And it, maybe it is the future. So thank you. Yeah, it was a fun, uh, was a fun experience joining the be a part of the podcast.